0: Hello and welcome to Bill and Mayor Crypto. My name is James Gore and this video is for the 30th of November. It's been a little while since we've checked in. Um, in this video we're going to be taking a look at some key pieces of news where I see things trending from an overall perspective in the next couple of years based on what I'm seeing and that's basically it, but if you are new to the channel, don't forget to subscribe, like, but more importantly, comment below, because it really helps with the algorithm, and if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, hello, I've actually realised that most of my audiences now are via Spotify and iTunes, uh, which is crazy. So hello, everyone over there. Um, but let's take a quick look at the Bitcoin chart very, very briefly. Um, so Bitcoin has almost reached a new all-time high today. I think it was a couple of dollars off on Coinbase. I think on Bitstamp it actually may have um, broken through the all-time high briefly. Um, Outlook is bullish at the moment, even though we've just essentially hit a double top. It's a it's a very big um is, you know, double tops quite a significant pattern in terms of bearish outlook. But looking at where Bitcoin is currently, there's no indication of things slowing down just yet. I'd start to be a bit more concerned um, if we drop below some key levels, most likely you know around the 12 to 14k range really because we have some levels that should be supports and they might flip resistance and no one likes a support flipping resistance if you're a bull. I'd probably say the key level here based on volume profile visible range is 11,800 just over 11,800 um, so provided price doesn't drop below $11,800 i am moderately happy. Um, I wouldn't expect that to happen anytime soon it'd be quite a few legs down, um, but there's a lot of bullish news in the market at the moment so let's actually go take a quick look at the news. So let's start with some community news first um, so Binance is launching XRP Litecoin, EOS, BitCash, Bitcoin Cash uh, quarterly coin margin futures So basically uh more offerings from their platform means there's more trading opportunities now. What I would say is binance has been kind of doxxed recently in terms of where their base of operations actually is um and they were looking to sue uh, the reporters essentially. I would say it might be worth not having your crypto on binance in in the in the short term. Um, just because they've also um, been asking U.S. users to leave their main exchange. So that's probably, you know, based on what happened to BitMEX, it's probably an indication that there might be some regulatory authorities uh, coming after them relatively soon. Um, but, yeah, I'd say um, more financial instruments is great, because there's more opportunity, maybe consider trading on a different exchange. Um, next up. Again, piece of community news. So, uh, Raul Powell, um, the CEO of Global Macro Investor, Real Vision. Well, I, it's interesting because following him on Twitter since I think he came, I can't remember whose podcast he came on. But it was, it, was, it was a really good podcast. Um, he's committed 98% of his net worth that's liquid to Bitcoin. He's going to be doing 80% towards Bitcoin, 20% towards Ethereum, which I think is reasonable. A lot of people have been saying you should just go 100% into Bitcoin, but I don't agree with that personally. I think there's going to be opportunity, depending on how you time it, Ethereum's going to be giving a nice return as well. So why not make some money from Ethereum? Because ultimately, he's here to make money. Now, there's been some criticism. Of him recently because he's been talking about XRP. He's been talking about how um, Bitcoin is going to have KYC and regulations, and that we're going to love it because it's going to dramatically increase in value. I don't actually disagree with what he's saying that if you know if that were to happen, it means that there's going to be broad acceptance of BTC from traditional financial institutions, and it will mean that likely because it is a harder form of money all money will flow into Bitcoin and then, you know, we'll see quite a significant price and financially you'll be quite happy. But people don't like it because there's a portion of the community, which I'm actually part of, um, that believes in self-sovereignty and doesn't completely agree with, you know, Bitcoin having KYC regulations because that's, you know, innovative technology. Having regulations, and restrictions isn't going to help innovation. There was a fantastic Twitter post talking about how, I think it was in Jersey. Um, there was a company that was using Bitcoin for payments, and they wanted to Jersey wanted to apply um, KYC rules on them, uh, and, uh, and the re- and the businesses that are using uh, this company's payment rails essentially, which was basically crypto, and all they did was stifle business because it was too complicated for um, people to you know that were actually had crypto wallets to actually go through the process of doing all the KYC. Her payment, so it was just impractical. So, um, you know, it's, it's you know, the one thing I can say that with this space is a lot of people are quite uh evangelical and believe what they believe, which is fantastic. But don't forget, most people that have come to this space, and this is probably you listening to this as well, um, all those people that did come to this space originally came to this space and discovered Bitcoin. Most likely because they could see it's a way to make money. And then over time they can see all the other benefits and the potential they could ha- you know, have in terms of providing self sovereignty, uh detaching money from states. Um so, you know, um give give him time. Maybe he'll come around, and you know, through greater exposure and education, you know, it usually takes a full market cycle for people to start thinking that way. Anyway, um, but it's quite a quite a big deal that he's doing this. Um, he walks the walk. Um, so, more bullish news. No, not bullish news actually. Um, <laughs> so this this is this came out today, literally, you know, 20 minutes ago. So, Bitcoin miners in China's Yunnan province cut off from electricity supply. So, it's not completely cut off. They've actually had reduced. So, according to multiple reports from Chinese crypto news sources on Monday, the Yunnan province issued an order for power stations to cease supplying power to Bitcoin miners in the region. Yunnan is China's fourth largest Bitcoin mining hub, after Xinjiang, probably saying anything incorrectly, Xinjiang, Sichuan, and Inner Mongolia. The news marks the latest negative move against the miners in Yunnan province. So... I'm not actually surprised but uh, it's interesting because China has majority of the hash rate for BTC and the way things are going I'm I'm assuming what's happening here because you know the Chinese government's the way they run things is that businesses that operate have to um Essentially, be an arm of the government. Ultimately, Um, there's much stricter oversight from the government. So, um, so I I can see this happening as a means of vying for control over the Bitcoin mining. Ultimately, Um, and as we approach, you know, I'm going to touch upon this in the next couple of posts, next couple of articles. But as we approach um, escape velocity. Where so many companies are starting to convert parts of their cash treasuries into Bitcoin because it's a better hedge against inflation it's a harder money um, nation states will follow it's 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 you know it's game theory playing out in front of us in real time it's insane because this is, this is these are things people have been talking about you know for six to ten ten years with b t c and said so it's a possibility and now it's playing out and we're very very you know bitcoin's very very young so overall for Bitcoin I think it is actually a bad thing because having any kind of external existential threat to the network is an ideal and you know turning off power is actually a way that you know you can you can weaken the Bitcoin network the fantastic thing is it is a decentralized network so it would have to be quite a coordinated effort to you know completely kill it um, and we're seeing things moving forward uh, more and more in the future where we're seeing for example uh, excess uh, gas natural gas that typically just be burned off being used to fuel Bitcoin mining so there's also renewable energies as well lots of things happening there Um, so yeah not ideal but you know this is that's kind of how I see things so um, next few pieces of news, kind of all touching upon the same point, which is lots of institutional uh, money flowing into Bitcoin. So let's touch upon a few, a few of them and talk about you know where they stand. So, investment firm Cypherfunk Holdings dumps altcoins for Bitcoin. So they've essentially increased their Bitcoin holdings. Um, they've liquidated their positions in Monero and and Ethereum, as well as partial uh, proceeds from a private placement of 5 uh, 500k. So um, here we have a really nice breakdown from Cypherfunk holdings of um, all the crypto companies that do hold Bitcoin um, that are publicly traded. So this is quite a big deal because it's a commitment to Bitcoin. So if you aren't aware, they're a Canadian-based investment firm um, and they uh, mostly invest in cryptocurrencies. But let's take a quick look at this lovely infographic um, by Coin98 Analytics. So Grayscale Grayscale Unit Trust, which I'm sure you guys are well aware of, they hold the majority of the Bitcoin um, that's uh, held by publicly traded companies, which makes sense because uh, they provide an investment vehicle for uh, you know traditional investors to kind of have exposure to Bitcoin. Um, and then there's CoinShares, MicroStrategy, which came on recently a fantastic CNBC. Um, uh, fast Money interview, which was just tragic, because the interviewee interviewer had no- nothing to say um, to the CEO of MicroStrategy and why they were converting uh, their treasury, like a portion of their treasury, not even entirely, exactly, entirely, the entirety of their treasury, uh, into Bitcoin, um, guys, digital. But you can see here, you know, there's it's, it's a snowball effect. More and more companies will be converting their treasuries into into Bitcoin at least a portion You know it could be 1 to 5 percent 10 percent doesn't have to be the whole thing But then start to see big players doing it as well. Amazon, Apple, Google, Facebook It would make sense if they did provided Bitcoin would be a harder money and a good hedge against inflation still Which I expect it to be so within the next 5 to 10 years. Why wouldn't it be? Um, So grayscale (laughs) This is ridiculous. So Grayscale, let's see. So last week, let me make sure it is last week when this was dated. So it's dated today. So last week. So Grayscale last week essentially um, bought $140 million worth of Bitcoin again. So it's about $7,000 worth of Bitcoin. So 7,000 Bitcoins roughly, just over. Um, there's still a strong buying pressure and obviously this will be over the counter this is going to be on spots on exchanges um, otherwise there would be extreme order slippage and they wouldn't get a very good deal and the price would just pump like silly um, so this is obviously an over the counter OTC uh, accumulation but notice how they're consistently buying Bitcoin over time they haven't stopped um, and it's probably, you know, they're not stupid this is based on demand they're experiencing on their end so yeah rather bullish Um, and let's talk about Visa's CEO's recent comments on cryptocurrency in general and where they see Visa themselves positioned in the future because this is is key so this is from CNBC worth a read this article Um, so the Visa CEO Alfred Kelly talks about you know how coronavirus has affected the industry how they've had to adapt what they're seeing Um, but he actually talks about how Visa's going to place themselves I'm paraphrasing, but he essentially says right in the middle of um, all the existing payment rails and networks, specifically crypto. And he, explain, he goes on to explain how uh, they're already part of 27 cryptocurrency projects at the moment, providing payment and card services and rail, basically payment rails. So anyone that's holding crypto can pay with crypto. Uh, and I think that's fantastic. Um I think it's crucial if Visa want to stay relevant in the future, and is integration of traditional finance into the future of finance, which is crypto, you know, cryptocurrencies. Um, He does say he wants to differentiate cryptocurrencies that he's talking about from uh, speculative commodities, which, um, you know, one could, you know, you could argue Bitcoin could be in that category, and all cryptocurrencies could be in that category, but he's mostly talking about. Cryptocurrencies that people would use to actually spend So, pretty bullish And the last piece of bullish news here is Guggenheim Fund prepares to invest as much as half a billion dollars in Bitcoin Half a billion dollars in Bitcoin um, So, they're, they're just exploring the potential They haven't actually done it yet But, it's you know it's just another one to list Another one, as DJ Keller would say Another one So, you know, I think Uh, really good simple quote was slowly then fast so slowly and but surely we're going to see more and more of these institutional players or you know or just large companies you know um, have some exposure to Bitcoin because it just makes sense Um, and it can be minimal risk compared to everything compared to everything else they're doing and then it'll be fast because there'll be a point where Bitcoin starts to reach escape velocity um, with the number of people that are, you know, num- number of these uh, institutions and companies that are accruing Bitcoin, and then it will be nation states. It's only a matter of time. Probably say for five years we'd see nation states. Um, so speaking of nation states, let me see if I have... Let me delete that i don't i don't have the article up but it was basically so recently china confiscated um a bunch of crypto specifically bitcoin from um from a um i think it was an exchange ponzi um from a ponzi um and Based on what we could tell, it was tricky to say because, you know, you'd need to read Chinese. Based on what we could tell is that they sold the majority of that Bitcoin. Um, however, there's no indication that they have. Um, and, you know, I'm not saying China has any BTC holdings. But it makes sense if, you know, we're, if we start to see um, Bitcoin confiscated due to, um, you know, criminal activity or Ponzi exchanges or crypto exchanges, um, then it makes sense that they might start holding some of this money um, if it's being confiscated. So we'll see. And, you know, it only takes one nation state to start holding a large amount of Bitcoin before the rest start to, you know, want to join the party. Um, So here's a really good article here. So we're going to talk about some bullish things now. Sorry, bearish things now. So stablecoins pose a serious risk to financial security, European Central Banks Lagarde says. Um, Just as a side note, I think it was on Twitter I saw uh, a a funny tweet. I can't remember with, with who. Uh, With Biden's newly appointed Trump, uh, newly appointed, um, geez, my brain's going blank right now. Um, The lady that's taking the place of Steve Mnuchin, um, Mnuchin, um, she got tweeted at, um, and I think it was basically like like, direct message into her inbox, and it was by a verified account, and I think the account was just talking about it was like a general uh, financial account. They asked about Bitcoin, she said that she hates Bitcoin. Uh, and don't message her, which I found found, found quite funny. So we're probably going to touch upon that later on the week or next week if more news comes out about that. But anyway, uh, stable stable coins could pose threat. Sorry, stable coins could threaten financial security if widely adopted. European Central Bank Christine Lagarde said in an article published on Monday in magazine Le Monde. In the piece, Lagarde makes the bullish case for the for a digital euro while throwing shade at potential rivals such as cryptocurrencies and stablecoins what's hilarious is the euro is already digital money is already digital what she's proposing is um, a means to send people euros via um, via the blockchain ultimately Um, so let's continue the guard said the main risk of cryptocurrency is a feature that crypto proponents consider a plus. Well, if we li- if, you know, it, this is insane. Namely, that cryptos rely purely on technology and that there is no identifiable issuer or claim. As a result, the guards say cryptocurrencies suffer from a lack of liquidity, stability and trust, and therefore do not fulfill all the functions of money. That's hilarious because throughout history, money's been many different things. Money's been shells before. Money's been gold money's been uh, shiny stones so completely disagree with her people are already using cryptocurrency as money um, in terms of liquidity stability and trust the trust is in the technology if people are willing to use the cryptocurrency crypto then they obviously trust it to a certain degree that's sorted and it's also a trust trustless based technology there's no middleman there's no one you need to trust from a stability perspective I could could see that with some cryptocurrencies but not Bitcoin which is you know um, not really touched upon but she's talking about stable coins and then a lack of liquidity I'd actually completely disagree with the lack of liquidity liquidity is one thing that stable coins are are essentially providing for you know for for us at the moment. Um, so that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. So what, what is what is the actual threat? And it's, she was kind of hinting at this, I don't know if it's in this article, so I read another article this morning, um, but let's quickly go up on. So while noting stablecoins are trying to fix those issues and could drive to added innovations payments, they pose serious risks. Using stablecoins as a store of value could trigger a large shift of bank deposits to stablecoins. That's the real threat, essentially, uh, which may have an impact on banks' operations and the transmission of monetary policy. This is this is the real issue, but she's mistaken because it's not stable coins that will be doing this. It's Bitcoin. Um, Bitcoin is the only thing, only cryptocurrency out there that is likely to be able to um, see, trigger a large shift of bankers' deposits long term, um, or maybe some. You know, I, I take that back. Maybe some uh, stable coins can do that as well, as they can provide yield, uh, higher rates of interest. Um, potentially, if you stake them, but mostly Bitcoin, it seems. But the key thing here is which may have an impact on the bank's operations and the transmission of monetary policy. So, transmission of monetary policy, not really, it wouldn't affect monetary policy, aka printing money or increasing interest rates. The only two things they can do, and they're not going to, central banks aren't going to increase interest rates because um, we're in an over leveraged. Um, You know, global economy, Um, and the solution to um, the solution ultimately has been when there's ever ever there's a financial crisis, it's borrow more money, become even more over leveraged, bubble continually inflates So, um, and as they won't let the bubble deflate. Can't increase interest rates. If they increase interest rates, or basically make lending extremely expensive for people, so you know people that have mortgages that are you know on tracker rates, or people that have loans or credit cards, or banks borrowing money from other banks, um, cost of money is cheap at the moment. Uh, debt is cheap. If interest rates were to increase, debt would be expensive, so people would be fucked. So um, that'd be a lot of lots of default, system crashes basically. So um, interest rates can't really go up any any kind of significant direction unless there's kind of a consensus to kind of let a global deleveraging occur, and that means global depression. It's it's really sad to say that, but it's true. Um, or or money, a new a better harder money exists. And things kind of move move that way, and people can kind of liberate themselves that's possibly what's going to happen um, so so yeah as a result of this, most central banks are looking to uh, issue their own central bank cryptocurrency. Moving on, so the U.S. Justice Department extradites alleged co-founder of Crypto Ponzi scheme from Panama. So, acting U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York, Audrey Strauss. What a great name, Audrey Strauss. Said Monday that Hughes Gutenberg Dos Santos was extradited from Panama last week, along with co-defendants he has been indicted on charges relating to his alleged role in that international fraud and money laundering scheme that defrauding individuals by soliciting investments in an allegedly fake cryptocurrency mining and trading company. So, um, the key piece of news with this one is there is no escape from, um, you know, you you will be extradited to you know, you will be extradited if if uh, governments want you bad enough. So what I'm going to say is pay your taxes, don't do anything illegal, and assume that they can see everything. Um, last piece of news before let me just triple check. Yeah. So, uh, there's, a, there's a big debate with, with regards to where things are heading in the future with China, US, Europe, um, and Russia, of course. Um, and crypto kind of falls into this as well. So, this article is quite interesting because it gives some insight into... What China might be looking to do moving forward and how that could be a threat to, um, you know, some of the West, but specifically the U.S. really. Um, so the U.S. Director of National Intelligence has reportedly written to the SEC airing concerns over China's influence in the digital currency space. That date comes as China sees a surge in demand for its digital yuan. So, um Yuan has surged while the government has had a tough stance against cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Questions loom over how China and U.S. plan to navigate the crypto space in the future. So, whether they're ready for it or not, China's authorities have kicked off a global digital currency race. Just as some nations are now turning their attention to cryptocurrencies, the coronavirus has accelerated the need for central bank-issued digital currencies. Has it has it accelerated the need? Because I don't think there really, really is a need for a central bank digital currency digital uh, currency Um, so it's quite interesting because I can't remember who but someone wrote to the US government who's um, in quite a, I think he was part of US military, this was last week um, and he expressed how um, it possibly might be in this article actually um, expressed how it's a matter of national security that um, that uh, the SEC take. Oh, here it is. Yeah, that SEC takes a more um, more liberal view with regards to regu- regulating cryptocurrencies because um, it's going to stifle innovation and makes us non non uh, when it comes to uh, our brothers in the east. So. Um, so yeah it's it's an interesting time and that's that's off the back of um that was from less from last week and and today or last night uh, one of the most well respected um financial economists um wrote a letter um expressing the case for bitcoin's integration into the U.S. Economy, in the u s financial system um so what we're likely to see is more and more people in respected roles, so to speak, that are more trusted by the by the establishment, write um, and maybe express um, things we already think with regards to what Bitcoin could be and do for people uh, and nations. So, last piece of news. So again, bearish news at the moment. So. Um, U.S. Treasury can destroy the true nature of blockchain by going after self-hosted cryptocurrency wallets. Self-custodial custodial cryptocurrency wallets allow individuals to globally access essential financial services. U.S. Treasury Sec- Secretary of Treasury Stephen Mnuchin is rumored to be working law to regulate self-hosted crypto wallets. Basically, to, to water this, to, to do the too long didn't read version for you guys, um, there's suspicions that he's proposing that if you withdraw crypto from an exchange. You have to, um, and it's going into a uh, offline wallet like a ledger or a Trezor or a cold card or whatever you use, um, that you need to uh, evidence that you have access and own this wallet. Basically, it's third-party KYC. Let's be honest, it's KY- KYC because... Um, what would they accuse you of if you didn't do this? Well, money laundering. So if they're accusing you of money laundering, then, um, you know, it's the, it's the same, same old story, KYC and AML uh, roles, laws. But the, the issue is, the big issue is, um, the impact this has is on Bitcoin is it kind of, tears away some of the aspects of BTC that people like, um, like the no KYC aspect. You can technically get Bitcoin, um, have no identity tied to it. It can be private; it's, it's work. But I mean, you could just buy Bitcoin from someone for cash. Um, but if people are having to get to explain where they're sending money, um, like they do in the traditional fin- financial system, which they'll probably have to do unless your crypto is coin joined then you know it you know what options do, do people have really you know the the, lo- the government will find their money and you will be taxed at some point probably multiple times so um you know it's it's a road that it's one path that we're going down but coin join does exist you know um so so that's an option um, so that's it for this video today guys I really appreciate you watching or listening if you are on YouTube please leave a comment below just say hello you can you can say hello leave some emojis or you can ask me some questions after this video I will be doing some technical analysis on Bitcoin uh, xrp and link um, I'll just do a quick one on Bitcoin um, I'll upload that in a bit and I will be posting some updates with regards to ta and um, what coins I think will be doing well. I'm kind of a bit out of sync with the market, with the intraday trading. I'm, I've been swing trading mostly this last this last year and a bit really, um, and I've just been more profitable because so I've been trading less. It's been it's been easy, even when the market was down. We're still, you know, just taking my time, and it's been really good, useful to take my time with trades. Um, but I'll probably start trading more frequently now um, as the market's a bit more exciting. Um, if you have any questions, please leave them in the box below if you're on YouTube. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. And thank you so much for watching. It's been great um, recording another video. hope to uh, speak to you in the comments section. And I'll go work on this technical analysis video in a bit. Speak to you soon.